104 on a Friday. It's a festive, festivist Friday. It's Christmas in Kingston, Jamaica. You are listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Accurate Dealers. You shoot him in Kingston, Ontario? No, that's much more depressing. <laughs> Is like a tragically hip yeah. <laughs> Christmas song out there. <laughs> I'm getting real tragically hip vibes here, I'll tell you that. Uh, Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Accurate Dealers. Experience a Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Accurate Dealer today. Uh, we are in our two of the program. Uh, it's fitting that it's North Star Metal Recycling. We're listening to steel drums right now. North Star Metal Recycling at 1170 Powell Street in Vancouver. They recycle, you get paid. Jason, tell everybody about Kintech. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find a perfect fit at Kintech.net. To the phone lines we go. He is the namesake of AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. It's AJ now on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, AJ? How you doing? I'm really good. Happy Friday. Happy, uh, yeah. How's everybody doing? Uh, we are well. It's very befitting that for the second week in a row, on a Friday, we get baseball content for Ask Us Anything <laughs> Friday for AJ. So your beloved New York Yankees, Land Juan Soto. What did you think when this deal was consummated? Because everyone's focused on the Shohei Otani thing, but the Yankees just got Juan Soto. Or should I say they got one year of Juan Soto? <laughs> I think you're right. They have one year, but I... I can't imagine they wouldn't sign him long term, but who knows? Who knows? But I, you know what? I love it. The guy's a beast. The guy's a great hitter. Now, for those that don't know, you also have an affinity for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, a Yankees and a Cowboys fan, everybody. Yeah, it doesn't make I, sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense at all. Manchester United, too. Yeah. No, no. no, I don't know anything about soccer. My wife does, not me. Your, your beloved Cowboys have a big game this weekend. So Sunday Night Football, Eagles, classic rivalry game. Tell us what's going on at the restaurant this weekend on Sunday. If anyone wants to come by and watch some football and eat some pizza and drink some booze. Oh, as always, happy hour all day. You know, we put the sound on for football and Sunday night. Sunday night's going to be a great game, and it's a must-win for the Cowboys. Uh, I'll tell you that. Finally. That a must-win must uh, for the Cowboys? I'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs. I respect his opinions on this one. This no, I just think I <laughs> Bruff, they have to win. Okay. No, the Seahawks have to win soon. Well, there you go. Yes, they have to win, too. And, hey, on a side note, the Leafs should chip in for Otani because then he could play goalie most times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He, he, pr- he honestly probably could. He's that good that's an athlete. Right. Is he, is, AJ, right. is he the best like natural athlete you've ever seen play baseball? I, I think so, yes. I really do. I, I think long-term it's going to be tough for him to do both, but I, I think it's really, uh, for many reasons, a smart thing for the Jays and and. I hope they land them because it'll be just a, a fun rivalry. Oh, it'll make the AL East like way more interesting than it already is with Otani and totally. the two biggest acquisitions in the offseason going there would be pretty crazy. Okay. Well, and we'll just make Laddie happy. Well, he he's over the moon right now. Just the idea, the idea of Otani coming to Toronto. Is if they don't get him, it's going to be a big crash for Laddie. Yeah. We're going to actually have to check in day. on him on an hourly have, basis. I'll just have Detroit pizza and beer ready for Laddie. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, AJ, thanks for doing this, bud. Enjoy the Thank weekend. Enjoy Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. That's uh, AJ from AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. Come get a slice of Brooklyn in Vancouver. Uh, AJ's Pizza on East Broadway is authentic Brooklyn-style pizza. You can dine in or order online at AJ's.pizza. That's right. The internet now has pizza suffixes uh, on the internet. So AJ's.pizza. Okay, we're going to do our lock of the week. 
Yeah. Uh, You're not feeling it right now, no, are I'm you? Not. Yeah. No. Do you want um, me to start? Well, no. I want to uh, first find. You're going to take care of business the, first. The, the business at hand. Okay. So, so there's some games. Can you filibuster for me for a second. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Um, there are the big games uh, this weekend. The Seahawks uh, Sunday afternoon, 105. They play at the Niners. Only really a big game if you're a big Seahawks fan uh, or a big Niners fan. The Niners look pretty much unstoppable at this point. They're 11-point favorites in this. The other big games, I would say, well, AJ already mentioned one, Sunday Night Football, Eagles and Cowboys. You've also got Bills and Chiefs on mm. Sunday afternoon. That's 125 our time. The Chiefs are one-point favorites in this. They're 8-4. and four. The Bills are 6-6. Six and six, And the Bills, amazingly, are in the same position as the Seahawks in that they're 6-6 six and six and they are desperate for wins otherwise they might the, the buffalo bills as good as they've been the last few years they might miss the playoffs stop right there with your bills and chiefs analysis okay that's a little foreshadow there okay it is time now for our nfl locks of the week presented by play now sports betting on the nfl this weekend if you are visit playnow.com forward slash nfl 20 if you enter the promo code NFL20, you will redeem a $20 sports free bet. Conditions apply. You must be 19 plus to play. If you gamble, use your game sense. Jason, go. Okay, so last week, one of my locks of the week, uh, my online lock of the week, was the Rams over the Browns, and they covered the spread, and they improved to 6-6 six and six and moved past the Seattle Seahawks based on the tiebreaker because the Rams have beaten the Seahawks twice this season. Well... It's going to be a different story for the Rams this week because they are going to Baltimore. Right. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. Uh, the Ravens are just seven and a half point favorites. I saw this one. In this one. And I think this, we, we saw what happened. I know the Seahawks <laughs> aren't as good as the Rams, apparently, because they've lost to them twice. But when the Seahawks went to Baltimore, we saw how good the Ravens are. They are clearly going to win their division, especially with the quarterback issues in the other three cities in that division. The Ravens are 9-3. and three, The Rams are 6-6. Six and six. Take the Ravens by 7.5. I think they could beat them by 20 on Sunday. That is my lock of the week. Lock of the week. I saw that one. I liked that one. Uh, I am going to go, though, with the rematch of the 2021 AFC Championship game. You just alluded to it. And it is... The 6-6 six and six Buffalo Bills going into Kansas City to take on the 8-4 and four Chiefs. When I saw the line on this one, I was like, I feel like the Chiefs should be a bigger favorite. It's, mm-hmm. it's in Kansas City. The Buffalo Bills are a 500 football team this year. The Chiefs are just one-and-a-half-point favorites. I am all over the Chiefs on this one. The Bills are a nightmare yeah. right now. Off the field, I don't know if everyone's been paying attention <laughs> to what's going oh, on. Vaughn Miller... Star pass rusher turned himself into police this week after an arrest warrant was issued following allegations of assault on a pregnant woman. Then, on Thursday, head coach Sean McDermott came under fire after an article in Buffalo revealed that he credited 9-11 hijackers for their coordination during a team meeting with the Bills four years ago. This all happened in the span of like 96 hours. The Bills are a mess. They've lost three of their last four. Most importantly... The vibes are bad around this team. I don't even think Taylor Swift needs to show up or not for the Chiefs this weekend. I think they're going to take care of the Bills rather easily. Give me the Chiefs minus one and a half at home over the Buffalo Bills. That is my lock of the week. Lock of the week. 
Experience the thrill of every pass, every touchdown, and every win this NFL season with Play Now Sports, BC's safe and secure betting site. You must be 19-plus to play, and if you gamble, use your game sense. Um, where would you rank the AFC? Would you go Baltimore at the top, or would you go Miami? Balmer at the top, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I'm I'm torn between Miami and Kansas. I, to me, whatever Kansas City does during the regular season is almost secondary because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes until yeah, otherwise. He doesn't have the receivers. Yeah, but he's got Kelsey. Put it this way: if you're going to give me a one you game, more than one. if you're going to give me a one game winner takes all, mm-hmm. I'm nine times out of ten I'm going to bet on the team that has Patrick Mahomes a quarterback in a one game where he can just make stuff happen. Yeah. I know. Mahomes is diff Mahomes is as the kids Casey's say. Casey's just off. Built They're different. just off though this year. I still think know? I still think Baltimore is the best team in the division. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, oh, in the, the conference. conference. I would go power rankings, Balmer, Kansas City, Miami, and then after that, you'd put Kansas City above Miami, okay? Yeah. Right. yeah. I would worry that Why if, do you keep calling them Balmer? That's how people from Baltimore say it. Balmer. Oh. Oh, I've never yeah. heard that in my life. Yeah, watch The Wire, bro. Oh, okay. That's Steve? Not like yeah, Steve. I was like, I was like Microsoft guy? <laughs> no. That's Steve Balmer. This is Key Balmer. difference. This is Balmer. This is Balmer. Where would you rank? What would you do the rankings in the AFC? Uh, I would have Baltimore number one and Miami number two and then KC probably number three. So we and I know that's two, and, three. And I, I know that's easy. That's just based on the... The records. I have read like, the standings. No, I just, I just, there's something I've watched KC a lot because I, I enjoy watching Chiefs games. There's just, just something off about them. Yeah, they're not, well, the, it's exactly what you said. They don't have the receiving talent that they've had in previous years, right? But the funny thing is, is outside of those three, there's nothing else in the, in that conference. If we're, I, I don't, like, who, who's number four? Yeah. It, it doesn't even matter. Well, especially with all the quarterback injuries, Houston, right? Maybe like Houston's kind of intriguing, but I think it's a year too early. No. Buffalo's not. Buffalo ain't it. It'd probably be Cincy for me if Joe Burrow was healthy, right? But then, but would, he's, well, I'd say he's, he's not. <laughs> Cleveland, if Deshaun Watson was healthy, maybe I don't know. God, the Indianapolis Colts are, could end up being the fourth best team. So, someone texted Baltimore above Miami. Wow, is that such a hot take? Like. <laughs> I so guess. Good team. I you know, know Miami's too. Sometimes you just got to take one of them, right? Wherever, if you find it a hot take, we're more than willing to accept it, right? I love a good hot take. They're, so if, they're, if both, right, they're, they're both nine and three. Uh, Baltimore's point differential is plus 137. Miami's is less than that, plus 118. And yet it's a massive hot take to take Baltimore over Miami. This Be- is, well, yeah. the, they're, they're, they're missing a, their, their start tight end. This is why I like our listeners, because sometimes they are helpful instead of hurtful. Not often, but sometimes Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville's the fourth team in the, mm-hmm. in the AFC. I Probably overlooked that. So, okay. Uh, ask us anything Friday here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, a reminder: we're giving away a one hundred dollar gift card to AJ's Pizzeria on East Broadway to the best. Ask us anything. Okay. All you have to do is hashtag it AUA. Text to the Dunbar Lower text line at six fifty six fifty. Now here's the important part. And Jason, he's like mentioned this during the show. You have to put a, a pizza emoji in the text. There's no tickets. Mm-hmm. You don't need tickets to get into AJ's. It's a restaurant. 
You just walk up to the thing and say, I want to sit down, and then you eat pizza. Don't use the ticket emoji. It won't win you anything. It has to be a pizza emoji. Dave from Vic with an Ask Us Anything. Okay, so I'm talking with my wife, and she's using her extended benefits before the end of the year. She has multiple massages booked before the end of the year to take advantage of what she has left. That reminds me, i got to book some massages. Okay. She asked me if I want to go. Only Steve and Brad have times available, and I don't want to go because only Steve and Brad are available. Is that weird, or is it just me? That's not weird. They did a whole Seinfeld bit on this. I've had um, male and And female. George, you'll be with Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I think it moved. I had, I've had, yeah, there is that. I had, I've had male and female masseuses before. Mm-hmm. It was go. fine. It was fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. comfortable. Yeah, one of the dude had really strong hands. Oh, dude, my last uh, massage therapist at the place I go to, he's he's like a professional baseball player, so he had to quit. So he went back into, I think he plays double A or something. Strong hands. So like he he quit massaging to go back into and baseball. Now, and now he's rubbing you up. <laughs> well, no, not anymore. He was. Oh, okay. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep I'm, going. I am ruined. Um, <laughs> oh, Gregory, where have you been all my life? <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. But no, dude, like the guy was insane. Like he was such a good massage therapist. It was it was awesome. Um, I, oh, okay. What we learned, Juan from Comox. This is this came out last night. Hashtag WWO. What we learned. What I learned is that Canada will be playing Argentina in the first match of the Copa America because surely they will beat TNT, right? So for those that don't know what if, this is about, if if they lose this game, okay, if they lose this game. I am going to lose my mind. So what's going on here, in case you have no idea what we're talking about because you don't follow soccer? Uh, Canada has a one-match, winner-take-all chance to get into the Copa America. If you don't know what the Copa America is, uh, it is the most prestigious international tournament for what at one point was just South American countries. It was the Euro for South America. Pretty much, yeah. They've since extended the playing field to include some Central and now North American teams. Canada could get into the tournament field for the first time ever. You and I actually went to a Copa America match. Do you remember that? We was down. that actually Copa America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Americans versus Colombia. Yeah, it was awesome. Great atmosphere. We were at uh, Levi Stadium in Santa yeah. Clara. Uh, so this, that was sort of like the first iteration of getting an expanded field. So anyway, point being, it's a big deal if Canada can just qualify for this tournament. But what they've done is they've done the draw for the tournament before all the teams have qualified. Mm-hmm. So there's a placeholder now in a group for Canada and Trinidad and Tobago who will play each other in March. The winner gets to go into this group. In this group is Lionel Messi and the defending World Cup champion Argentinians. I cannot begin to tell you how big of an opportunity this would be for the Canadian men's national team and the entire program to get to play in a meaningful, competitive match against Lionel Messi and the Argentinians. So to your point, they are 1,000%, 1 million percent. I know that's not mathematically possible. 1 billion percent cannot blow this in March. They have to do whatever they got to do to beat Trinidad and Tobago. I don't care if it's put 11 guys in the box and get one goal and then defend like mad. You got to fight tooth and nail. You have to do whatever you possibly can to get into that field because that draw in that group would be such a huge opportunity. It cannot be it cannot be wasted. Would you travel to Atlanta for that game? Would you consider it? I would, it's an easy flight to get to Atlanta. I think there's directs there. I would travel I would travel a lot of places. 
the, to go watch Canada play Argentina. Argentina, yeah, 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 and far worse than Atlanta. Atlanta's cool. I would <laughs> as, as Messi as, as some, I would go to hell. Is is Messi still also known as Saskatoon? God, is Messi still going to uh, be on the team? So like, has he retired from? No, he hasn't retired from international soccer. Oh, they just had a, a famous result in their uh, qualifying. They mm-hmm. went to Brazil and beat Brazil, right? One nil, and Messi figured. Was that the game there were all sorts of fights in the stands? Yes, that was the one. But there was a lot of baton work in that one. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But to your point, um, Messi and the MLS experience, I think it's tied to playing with the national team because he can just kind of call his shots about when he needs a break right? with the Inter-Miami or when Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm getting kind of tired. Like He can stay sharp. It's actually closer than Europe, too. Right. For him to go that. play. I, yeah. mean, th- I do wonder if there's a dynamic here where he extends his national career. Because a lot of people thought when he won the World Cup, they're like, well, that's it. The GOAT can mm-hmm. retire now. But, but can you imagine if Canada loses this game to Trinidad and Tobago? Well, after they Very at, much can, Well, after the way they lost to Jamaica, which they just couldn't get that done at the end, they blew that. They blew yeah. that in spectacular fashion. It was one of, it was honestly one of the worst losses for the Canadian men's team. Like, yep. there's, a, there's, a, there's a good number of candidates for worst losses in Canadian men's team history, but that was right up there. And if they miss this opportunity to play in this tournament, the growth that they could see, and I'm not talking about Alfonso Davies or Jonathan David, just getting some of those guys out there that aren't used to playing that type of caliber of soccer. Mm -hmm. And in those conditions with the crowds that are going to be there to see some of those teams playing, it will just be a massive blown opportunity with the World World Cup coming up in Canada. So here's the thing. Um, There's no reason that they should lose to TNT. I know Jamaica... I think people that maybe don't know CONCACAF and those national teams will try and equate the two. But... uh, all due respect to that Jamaican team that came up here. Well, like they had a lot of talent on that team. They got multiple players that mm-hmm. are playing in the Premier League. That if you go look at that Trinidad and Tobago team, like that roster stinks. They don't have a lot of talent. Well, Canada better get it done. Lincoln and Surrey has actually texted in a very good ask us anything. I, I love think, very good ask us anything. So. And I think Lincoln and Surrey is the unless he's won before and recently he might be the uh, clubhouse leader for best ask us anything and get that hundred dollar gift card to AJ's. Who do you think? is the best active generational talent from the big four leagues. Is it Otani in baseball, LeBron in basketball, McDavid in hockey? And then I think he was just searching for one, so he said Aaron Rodgers in football. He's not even really active. Yeah, and like, I I don't know. Let's just take Rodgers out of the equation. Mahomes. Otani, LeBron, McDavid. You can make the case for all three of those guys to be currently like Mm. the best player in the league, and then you have to decide like well, who's, who's the most best. Well, LeBron's LeBron. still the best. Player. I think LeBron because he's won titles and he's still going. Because the issue with Otani and McDavid is, yeah. that you need to equate generational talent with championships. Some people will do it differently. Like I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a player as good as McDavid in the NHL. But we always have this conversation. Like he's never played a big game, right? The biggest game he's played is in you know what the third round of the of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's why I'm so looking forward to some international play. Uh, I'm not cheering for the Oilers, but to be able to watch McDavid play in a Stanley Cup final, like I would watch that. You know, I'd like to see how he does on the big stage. 
Um, guys like Sidney Crosby won Stanley Cups and the gold medal in the Olympics, scored the winning goal in the Olympics early on in their career, right? And and, and it made made it must have made it so much easier for Sid, really. Like yeah. McDavid, but but I keep coming back to, you know, I know LeBron, he's got all those titles, but. You know, for me, I I might even be more of a Jordan guy. Well, no, right? but, but no, no, but like, I, but, but like, I don't know if I've ever seen a hockey player, and I don't know if I ever will, frankly, that does the things that Connor McDavid does on the ice. He's an incredible player. We'll put him up against Otani. There's it, the hardest part about yeah. Otani is that you can't compare him to anyone so, else because no one really exactly. does what he of, does. Exactly. Of so this three. is why this is such a good question. Yeah. Of the three. Otani is the most unique. Like, all due respect to Connor McDavid not doing, uh, he does stuff. Well, it's like if McDavid winning goal and had a 920 save percentage every other night. Uh, Otani, um. so Otani, in terms of doing, <laughs> he's that. For me, it's the answer for me is LeBron because for he's literally generational because he feels like he's been doing this for a generation. He's yeah. the oldest player in the NBA right now. I think that's lost on a lot he's of He's older us. than some coaches. He's 39 years old. So the reason this is coming up, I think, is because yesterday he set another record. He needed 23 minutes to make NBA history. He's the fastest ever to get to 30 points in a game. He took him 23 minutes. He was on fire. Like, he's still playing, not quite in an MVP caliber level, but close enough that it's it, you're almost got to take a step back. You're like, wait a minute. The, NA, the NBA's oldest player mm-hmm. is also one of its best players. But did you ever watch LeBron? And the, the answer might be yes here, okay? I'm, I'm, this is not a setup question. Did you ever watch LeBron and say, I've never seen a player like him? Yes. Yeah, okay. Countless times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, there's, I mean, it's the way that he played. It's funny because it's like, well, you, you, you can't replicate certain people. Like, I don't think you'll ever be able to replicate what Connor McDavid does. Or maybe Otani in baseball. And I don't think guy, you can't be like, well, model your game after LeBron. You're like, well, I'm not 6'9 and 260 <laughs> pounds. And like, maybe the greatest physical <laughs> specimen of all time. It's very hard to do that. Okay, uh, coming up on the Halford and Bruff Show, another great physical specimen. Bob the Moj Marjanovic is going to b- join us on the program. We'll do some NFL talk with Moj. We will also talk about the Canucks game because he is now a member of the working media. He's working the scrums. He's asking questions. He wants to know about Demon and pinching and prevent defenses. It was right up Moja's alley yesterday, that post-game presser with Rick Tockett. In the 8 o'clock hour, it's Rick Dollywall. At 8.30, we're going to do more Ask Us Anythings, and we're going to give away a $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. You are listening to the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. The most opinionated Canucks show out there. Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Drans. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I did not eat four burgers. Yes, it's the Moj. I don't want to go to Winnipeg. Nobody wants to go to Winnipeg. Yes, I love food. It's the Moj. I went online and kind of did a little surfing. Jamalaya. Yes, it's the Moj. Halford's fine, but, you know, Bruff is just grumpy all the time. Moj, 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 Moj. It's the Moj, 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 7.32 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. It's the Moj, 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 Moj,
Uh, we are in hour two of the program. In case you couldn't tell, Moj is going to join us in just a moment here. Hour two is brought to you by North Star Metal Recycling. Vancouver's premier metal recycler pays the highest prices on scrap metal. North Star Metal Recycling, they recycle, you get paid. Visit them at 1170 Powell Street in Vancouver. To the phone lines we go. Bob, the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford & Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. Morning, Moj. How are you? Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Thought it was retro night last night at Rogers Arena, seeing the Canucks go an entire period with, well, almost half a period, I should say, without a shot. But we started talking. I'm like, we guys had that game when they played the Devils and they only had, I think, nine or eight shots the entire night? Yeah. Yeah. That was was probably the most boring game I've ever been to in my life. Well, thank God the Canucks turned it around because if they had kept playing like they played for the first, what, 15 minutes of the game, uh, I think you would have had a pretty disappointed Rodgers Arena crowd. What was the key for them to get that win? I think, you know, listening to Rick talk and some of the players afterwards, you know, it's interesting. You talk about that first period where the Canucks didn't get their first shot, I think, until 6.34 left in the opening stanza. And um, Rick Tockett said, you know, it wasn't really, doesn't look at the shot clock as much as, quote, we do. And I guess he was talking about the media and the fans. But there are only a couple of really good scoring chances. But still, at the same time, if you want to win a hockey game, you got to generate some offense. And, you know, that's one of the things Tockett talked about after the game, the fact that, you know, they just kind of stuck with it, kind of rode that little storm out at the game, and then, you know, just managed to get a couple of goals and walk away with the win. Tell me your ears didn't perk up when Rick Talk had used the word prevent defense when he was talking about <laughs> protect. Was that when you got like engaged with the conversation with talking? He's like, he used a football term. He used a football term. I have a follow-up. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I did kind of hear that in the postgame. But I'll tell you one thing about Rick Tockett um, is that he is really good at explaining concepts or trying to get his message across from a tactical perspective. Yep. Um, you know, Bullets from, you know, pass it to Bullets, Stan Wagner the other night, he was talking about, you know, he asked, well, what's the scissors? And, you know, afterwards, Rick, after everything was done, Taka kind of grabbed him and he said, well, this is what we're talking about when we mean scissors. And then he was talking about another term the other day called double drive and the same thing. Wagner asked him on that. And then, you know, again, Rick kind of explained it. So, you know, he's really good at trying to educate or, or tell people what they're trying to do and trying to explain concepts more so than most coaches that have seen here in Vancouver lately. I think that year doing television on TNT really honed that because that was one of his strengths when he was on the panel, right? I mean, anytime you put an ex-coach on the panel, they're there to kind of do the X's and O's stuff. But you're right because it is difficult to explain because you kind of have to dumb it down for reporters. I mean, so in, for certain reporters, you have to dumb it down a lot. But um, it's also, you can't start rambling away and get te- bogged down too much in the minutia of what you're trying to do. And to further it, when you're an active coach, you also don't want to give away your trade secrets, right? You kind of want to keep some of it behind closed doors. So I agree with you 100%. Like, Tockett's really good at explaining that stuff to the media. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, for some people, it's kind of an educational experience. For others, they kind of understand what he's saying. But it, the, the thing that I like about it is there's no, how would we put it, arrogance there. Yeah. Um, you know, where some coaches might just figure, you know, don't even bother to give you that extra time to explain, whereas talk is kind of just trying to help you out and explain concepts to you. So give them props for that. 
Uh, we're speaking to Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford and Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. Moj is a presentation of the Clayton Public House. Pre-game to post-game, the Clayton Public House is your home of football. Catch all the action on 15 screens and two giant projectors. Visit them online at theclaytonpub.com. Okay, Moj, let's preview some of these uh, NFL games on the weekend. San Francisco and Seattle. Seattle is, depending on what book you're going to, 10.5 to 11-point dogs on the road. We talked to Brady Henderson a lot about this from the Seahawks' perspective. Uh, let's take a look at this from the 49ers perspective. What is it that's making Brock Purdy so good, so effective, and a borderline MVP candidate this season? You know the one thing about Brock Purdy, and I think he enters the weekend seventh in the NFL in passing yardage, fourth in touchdowns. Um, he He's not a flashy quarterback. He's not going to be that guy that does things that show up on highlight reels. As a result, a lot of people think that he's a systems guy, but I don't know if you guys have ever heard a guy named Greg Cosell. He works with NFL Films. His uncle, yep. of course, is the great Howard Cosell. And this guy breaks it down like you wouldn't believe. I love listening to Greg Cosell because he kind of gets into that hardcore minutiae that you talked about. Um, and the one thing that he talked about with Purdy, he says that, you know, you look at a guy who's dead last in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, and people are saying, well, how's he doing it? Because he doesn't do highlight reel stuff. A lot of people think he's a game manager, but he's got a couple of skills that have really – come to the forefront in the NFL and things that were really difficult to judge when he was in college. Cosell talked about the fact that he reads coverages so well, he's really good at pre-snap reads and rotating coverages. And again, in college, you don't really see a lot of that at the NFL, the game's a lot more complex and Purdy's been able to handle that complexity. The other thing he talked about is anticipation in the national football league. You got to anticipate where the receiver is. You can't throw where he is. Now you have to throw where he's going to be in four or five seconds or three seconds or whatever the case may be. And Purdy does a great job of that. So when you look at Brock Purdy, a lot of people think he's just a game manager, but he has a great set of skills. And probably the primary one is his ability to recover just pre-snap. We have to say, though, he's got some incredible weapons to use. Oh. Like, if you've got Christian McCaffrey and Debo yep. Samuel, and I, and I think we're seeing the importance of, of, of having legitimate weapons in a place like Kansas City, where Patrick Mahomes, his numbers are looking, you know, compared to what we're used to with Mahomes, they, they look kind of pedestrian. He's got 22 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Last year, it was 41 touchdowns, and yeah, he threw some interceptions, 12, but he just, like, the Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs of old. In fact, a lot of people are wondering if their defense is the strength of that team, and then you look at the receiving core, and yeah, you got Travis Kelsey, but who else do you have there? Yeah, and that's probably been something that we've seen with the Chiefs, even from that opening game against Detroit, if you remember that night with Tony and all the drops, and I don't know how many drops they had that night as a receiving core, but you know, here's the thing about the National Football League. I always call it like the team du jour. Um, you can go through a season, and it just seems that whatever team kind of gets hot for a three or four game stretch is that team du jour. Like, everybody jumps on that bandwagon, and then, then you know, they lose a couple, and then somebody else, you know, again, you jump on another team's bandwagon. People were jumping off the 49 bandwagon when they had that little mini slump, and now they're back on, right? So I wouldn't be too concerned about the Chiefs. I mean, they catch fire in the last couple of weeks, and everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, here come the Chiefs, right? So it's it's interesting, and teams will go through in little down periods during the course of the year. It's just the good teams just don't make them last. Uh, we were doing this earlier in the show. Uh, we were power-ranking the teams in the AFC, and I had Baltimore at the top because we were talking about 
the Rams have to go there. And we remember the last time the Seahawks went there, it did not go well for the Seahawks. Who's who's the best team in your mind in the AFC? Who? Candidates yeah. include Kansas City, Miami. Yeah, if you want to go off the board to Jacksonville, you probably won't. But it, it would be tough to argue against Baltimore right now, as you mentioned, the way they're firing on all cylinders. But if I had to pick a team to get to the big game, to get to the dance, it'd be the Chiefs. And the reason I do it is, the reason I pick them is because they've been there and they've done it, right? So for me, I look at the Chiefs as, you know, the old Ric Flair adage, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So for right now, until somebody kind of comes out of that pack and it's head and shoulders above the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I've got to stick with the favorites. And I know the Dolphins are 9-3 and three and people will talk about their strength of schedule. The Ravens have looked great at 9-3. and three. Jacksonville, I mean, are they are really a proven commodity at eight and four. Now you got to wonder what's happening with Trevor Lawrence. So um, I know when you look at the standings, there's not really that much to choose from. But again, if I have to go and pick a team, I'd be the Chiefs for me right now. Hey, Moach, do you think the Jays are going to get Otani? Wow, they should. I mean, the amount of money that Rogers has, um, you know, money shouldn't be an issue in terms of getting Otani, but. It's interesting. It's interesting seeing – and, you know, here's the other thing, too. You know, the Yankees go and get Soto, right? So, if you're the Jays, you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, they got better. That means we got to get better. I mean, obviously, your goal is to get better. But when a divisional rival adds a big piece like Soto, um, I don't want to say a pressure on you to go out there and make an acquisition and just to keep your fan, fan uh, base engaged as yeah. well. It seems like the Blue Jays have a better business case for Otani than the Dodgers do because the Dodgers, you're kind of like, well, they already sell out most of their games. They're already a really good team that, you know, they, I know they need to, they haven't gotten it done lately, but they're, you know, perennially in the playoffs. The Jays have this big renovation going uh, to their stadium where they're trying to sell a bunch of premium seats with a five year commitment. And frankly, uh, the fan base by the end of the season was pretty down on the Jays. I can't think of a better business move in terms of generating more revenue, generating more fan interest in the team than signing Otani. Yeah, and you know, you kind of almost look at it from Otani's perspective as well in terms of his brand. I mean, it's an extremely popular brand, but you know, uh, as much as we like to mock the fact that. Toronto is or the Blue Jays or Canada's team, you are getting nationwide coverage on this team day in and day out. Now, granted, you know, the size of Canada is probably the size of metropolitan New York and Baltimore and Washington and the Eastern Seaboard. But still, um, from Otani's perspective, it's got to be pretty exciting as well. And, and I think, like you said, for the Jays fans, the Jays fans want something. They want a splash, right? They want to see this team make a move that, you know, maybe puts him over the hump. And the thing with Otani, like I said, I mean, this is a guy like he's baseball's megastar right now. You want to engage your fan base. And, you know, like we always talk about in radio, like your P1s, P2s, P3s, and P4s in terms of your hardcore fans being those P1s. Man, you get to talk because everybody knows about Shoei Otani, even if you're a fan that's kind of on the fringe. And all of a sudden now, guess what? You're a Blue Jay fan, right? So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes down. Do you, think, do you think the Canucks have seen a return of the casual fan to following them? Well, I think there's definitely an increase. I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, yeah. the way the team is playing and, again, fan engagement. I mean, you're looking at players like Pedersen and Besser having really good years, Thatcher Demko. 
Um, so you have players that you can market to your fan base. But, yeah, I think they've kind of reengaged a lot of fans given their success early in the season. I definitely have more people asking me about them, like ask, coming up and asking me, hey, I, I noticed the Canucks are, like, are they, are they for real? And I'm still hesitant to say that they're contenders. I don't think they're Stanley Cup contenders. Um, and I think the big question over the next couple of years is, like, how do you keep getting better? Right. And I think that's going to be the challenge because, um, yeah, they're going to get some cap relief, but it's not going to be a huge amount of cap relief. They don't have, really have anyone in the, in the system right now that's like knocking on the door. We're excited about Lecker and Mackey and we're excited about Tom Willander, but those guys are probably, a, probably a couple years away from contributing. So how do you maintain this improvement that we've seen over the last little while? Yeah. And that's, it's one thing to be a team that misses the playoffs and isn't competitive to being a team to being a team that can get into the playoffs. And of course, being a team that can contend for a Stanley cup championship with that. I remember Brian Burke, you guys remember when he said that when it comes to a team, it's like an evolution of a, of a kid, like you crawl, then you walk and then you learn to run. Right. So maybe the Canucks right now are that stage where they're walking, but they're not yet running. Okay, Moj, it's Friday. That means it's an Ask Us Anything Friday. We have to do a pizza one. So are you, first, have you ever been to AJ's Pizza Place on East Broadway? No, I haven't. Okay, one, you're going to have to do that because it's the best pizza in the city, hands down. Um, so Marcus and Gibson's has a Moj-specific Ask Us Anything. Uh, real question. Real simple, sorry. What's your favorite type of pizza? My favorite type yep. of pizza? You have to pick one. Basically anything with meat on it, right? I've kind of, I've kind of have a golden well, That's a cop out answer. <laughs> what kind of answer is that? Basically <laughs> anything with meat on anything it. Anything with tomato sauce yeah, is pretty crust, good. I like yeah. crust, um, I'm not a super huge cheese guy, so eliminate those stupid people that, well, I shouldn't say stupid people. It's just say those people that pick that stupid pizza that just has cheese on it. Cheese and tomato sauce, I mean, come on. Um, you know, we were in Hamilton for the Grey Cup game. Speaking of pizza, is Laddie there? Yeah, Laddie's there. Right he's the, hey, Laddie's from Hamilton, right? So That's Laddie correct. could probably expand on this. But there's this pizza in Hamilton. I think it's called the Hamilton Special or something, where it's like this super thick crust, and all it was was tomato sauce. And it's supposed to be like famous in Hamilton. I don't know. It's like I've never pizza. heard of this pizza. Well, I'm never telling you. Never once heard of it. There was like a whole bunch of people that we they ordered it at the Lions Den, and they said it was like supposed to be the big thing in Hamilton. It was some pizza place. It was horrible. It was just basically bread with tomato sauce on it. Um, give me some meat. Anything but pineapple. That's that's the other golden rule when it comes to pineapple. Like, I, for the life of me, why do you put pineapple on a pizza? Do you put bananas on a pizza? No. It tastes good with ham. They're, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just with a ham and pineapple, that's a, that's a good pizza. It's sweet and salty. No. Pass. Never. And it, you don't put fruit on a pizza. It's just it's wrong. <laughs> so there you go. Um, okay. If you wanted a, a go-to I'm pizza. I'm with you, Moj. Having pineapple pizza is a tool of the devil. Come on, Thank guys. you. Um, I make this pizza a lot just at home. And what I'd like to do, so if you want to pack about old school, a little okay. capicola, a little salami, mushrooms, bell peppers, onions, away you go. Good enough. Moj, thanks for doing this today, bud. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the good games this weekend, especially that Sunday nighter. Uh, we'll do this again next Friday. Have a great weekend, fellas. Thank you. That's Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford & Brush Show on Sportsnet 650. By the way, um, the best pizza. So AJ, we had someone text in asking more about AJ's because they just joined us as a show sponsor. It's only been a couple of weeks. Some people haven't been yet. 
Um, some people are comparing it to other sort of famous pizza places in the Lower Mainland. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always tell them is that uh, the thing that I really like about AJ's is they have multiple styles of pizza, not just like topping types, right? Like they have ham and pineapple and pepperoni. It's amazing. Like they do. So there's the Detroit style, which is, I can only describe it as like. Incredible. A, right. Like, you know, you got your standard. It's like a pan pizza. Yeah, but it's the thickness and the fluffiness. Yeah. It's like being on the world's softest bed. You know, like a bed mm. that's got like a two and a half yeah. inch memory foam and then another one you're on eating top a slice of it. It comes out, you look, at, you look at it, you're like, is this lasagna? It's amazing. And it's got these little crowns of cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a texter early on in the show. One yeah. guy texted, and I think from he came all the way from Surrey to ages just for the Ronnie Detroit, and him and his wife uh, were not disappointed. What it is that it? good. The, the Detroit, is it Ronnie Detroit? Detroit Ronnie? Ronnie. Pepperoni. Roni, Ronnie. Roni, not Ronnie. The guy's the- <laughs> old Ronnie. It's Ronnie's Detroit. It says R O N I. That's Ronnie. <laughs> it's obviously pepperoni. But yeah, he came for that Ronnie Detroit pizza and loved it. Yeah. So anyway, to pepperoni. my original. To my original. <laughs> Ronnie's Detroit special. Can I get a pepperoni? I've, 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 I've actually never met someone who mispronounces names more than you did, do, do a dog. And I work with Alfred. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, you're the number one all time. Thank God I don't work at broadcasting, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple A Dog classics out there. Um, one of Arkansas. them, Arkansas is one of them. It's one of the best. Yeah. He just Ron Burgundy, the living daylights <laughs> yeah. out of it. It was Arkansas. He, he struggles with Sean McIndoe. Too. I, I've explained this many oh, yeah. times. What's, what I do you call thing, Sean McIndoe? I have goes a phonetics down. thing where I pronounce a word as I see mm, it as I don't it know if should it's a be pronounced. Thing. It is. So I have. I have to, anytime I try to pronounce a word, I have to spell it out the wrong way on purpose so I pronounce it the right way. How do you say his name? McKindo. <laughs> McKindo. But. McKindo. Mackindo. I say Mackindo. <laughs> Um, a phonetics thing. I'm my sorry. other favorite A Dog story is that when you were working at Radio NL mm-hmm. up in uh, Kamloops, Kamloops yeah, yeah. you had to do. Uh, music as well, right? Oh, they, they, they hated me after a month. <laughs> I mispronounced like every other. No, no, no. It wasn't a mispronunciation. I said Although, Bruce Cockburn. Yeah, that's a bad oh, one. No. But oh, no. He also, you also introduced the uh, rather famous poison song, Unskinny Bob. Yeah. yeah. Unskinny Bob. Right? As if the song was about Bob, a fat dude named Bob. Honestly, yeah. Bob looks great. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's great to me. Those, are, those are classic moments. Peter, <laughs> Peter Cetera. That was, that was me. That was Alfred. That was yeah. me. Oh, I did Peter that too. Yeah. Did you yeah. both yeah. did it? Yeah, I've done it too, yeah. I've never seen right. Bruff more angry than when I mispronounced the former- Which is saying a lot because I've been angry at you. Uh, he passed. Did he not? Peter Cetera? I don't know. I think he did recently, uh, well, actually. I, I think you better check that one. <laughs> well, what do I? If he didn't, it's great news. <laughs> make it sound like it's a bad thing. All right, coming up this weekend, uh, we got the Canucks hosting. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. He's still kicking. Good for him. First of all, you mangled his name, and then you killed him. But then I brought him back to life. Yeah, good. Uh, the Canucks are going to play the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday, and I just think this is going to be a tough one for the Canucks because I think the Hurricanes are going to be in a pretty bad I mood. I don't like the situation at hand. After going through Alberta and losing both games in very frustrating fashion, the head coach, Rod Brindamore, we all heard his... Um, his mid-game interview during the Oilers game where the Oilers were up on Carolina 2-0 before a minute 
had passed in that game, and eventually it was 4 nothing in the first period. And eventually, it was a 6-1 win for the Edmonton Oilers. Rod Brindamore said, we're on our way to losing 50 to nothing. The very next game, they go to Calgary, and they're playing pretty well. They had a 2 nothing lead going into third period. Up 2 nothing in the third. And But you know what? Those powerhouse Calgary Flames, <laughs> they managed to battle back. Uh, and win that game 3-2, to two. and now Carolina comes to Vancouver, and Vancouver, unfortunately, is due to lose because their last 10 games, they've gone loss-win, 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 I think. Yep. And so Saturday's a loss. Sorry, guys, don't even bother watching. That's science. Yeah. That's math. Yeah, Brindamore said, uh, we got a lot of guys who aren't pulling their weight following the 3-2 loss in Calgary. I think one of the guys that he's talking about is whoever's playing in net on any given night because <laughs> Carolina's goaltending has been not good. And that's putting it mildly. They have the lowest save percentage in the entire National Hockey League right now. Um, and I know some people are saying that the organization is getting its comeuppance from treating the goalie position like an afterthought for so many years. Yeah. Right? They're always like, ah, we'll just find a guy. Mm-hmm. Goaltending, who needs it? And now all of a sudden, it's become an issue. Have you followed this story very closely, Greg, in your travails as a goalie expert? What's gone on in Carolina this year? Uh, well, it's been injury. Like, Anderson's injury been out, yeah. and Ranta is like a hair away from tearing his groin every time he makes a move. So (laughs) you kind of knew going into the season. Tough way to go through life. Yeah, it is very tough. And Koshekov is as much boom or bust as you can get in a goaltending style. So it's working out not in their favor this year. Uh, Rick Dolly was going to join us next for yet... I don't know how much longer I can do the Ethan Bear updates, but so Dollywall uh, texts me every morning or every night before he comes on, (laughs) and here's his bullet points for... The interview mm-hmm. number one, the game. That's so we'll one. talk about last night's That's game. Can you uh, specify number two? Ethan Bear could end up not in Vancouver. Safe. Not he wants to talk right about now, the rapper, so. the game. Actually, he doesn't want to talk about the Canucks. <laughs> and then, uh, by the way, just pretend like when when we talk to Dolly, we'll pretend that we haven't done this. Yeah. And then the third the third one is Kuzmenko, just Kuzmenko. So I'm just going to say that to Dolly, well, and she'll be like Rick Kuzmenko, and he'll go. And then the fourth one, we'll talk about uh, the three Canucks on Team Sweden for. The World Juniors. So you just saw all our prep for this upcoming interview with Rick Dollywall. Uh, you're listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Um, give me some meat.